Listeners, exciting news. Parcast is releasing its first book on July 12th. It's called Cults, Inside the World's Most Notorious Groups and Understanding the People Who Joined Them. And you can pre-order it today at parcast.com cults. This is such a big achievement, not just for Parcast, but for all the fans who have supported us over the years. We can't thank you enough. To commemorate this launch, we're playing clips from our classic episodes, highlighting the cults and cult leaders featured in the book, starting today with Charles Manson. He would ultimately become one of the most infamous cult leaders who ever lived. But how did his childhood inform his beliefs? Enjoy this exclusive clip. If you'd like to dive deeper, visit parcast.com cults to pre-order your copy of Cults, Inside the World's Most Notorious Groups and Understanding the People Who Join Them. That's parcast.com cults. Sometimes Kathleen would disappear for days with her brother Luther. Nancy began to worry that her two children were working together to rob people. Sadly for Nancy, her fears would soon be proven right. William Manson quickly grew sick of Kathleen's disappearances and divorced her in 1937. Kathleen couldn't care less. She was busy taking Charles Manson's biological father, Colonel Scott, to court to force him to pay child support. But $25 was all she'd ever get from Manson's biological father. Colonel Scott wanted nothing to do with his son. Did Charles grow up to resent his biological father for abandoning him? It's hard to say for sure. But an unsolved murder that took place in 1969 has some people theorizing that maybe Charles did hold a grudge against his father. In May of 1969, mere months before the Tate-LaBianca killings, Ashland detectives found a man viciously stabbed to death in his home, a kitchen knife left sticking out of his body. The man's identity? Darwin Scott, Colonel Scott's brother and Charles Manson's uncle. Given that the Tate murders were in part a result of Manson's feelings of resentment and desire for revenge, it's easy to suspect that Manson might resent the father who never cared about him and who made no effort to save Manson from an unhappy childhood. But before Manson became a vengeful cult leader, he was a deeply troubled child. In August of 1939, when Charles was four years old, his mother Kathleen and his uncle Luther teamed up to rob a man named Frank Martin. After a night of drinking, Kathleen and Luther lured Martin to a gas station, then assaulted and robbed him. They did a terrible job of hiding their identities, and police quickly arrested them. Charles may have watched as police arrested and took his mother away. In the fall of 1939, a judge sentenced Kathleen to five years in prison for her role in the robbery. With Charles' mother in prison, his family members needed to figure out who should care for the young boy. It was decided that he should stay with his mother's sister, Glenna, and her husband, Bill, and his eight-year-old cousin, Joanne, because they lived the closest to the prison where Charles' mother, Kathleen, was incarcerated. So Charles moved to McMechan, a small middle-class town where almost everyone worked for the mines or the railroad. By the time he moved to McMechan, Charles was already creating problems for his family. He was smaller than other boys his age, but he made up for it by misbehaving. He always wanted to be the center of attention and would act out when ignored. Punishing and whipping Charles for bad behavior didn't seem to have any effect on him. Lies were like breathing for five-year-old Charles, and whenever he was caught in a lie, he would always blame someone else. 
Bullies picked on Charles due to his tiny frame and his propensity to talk back to them. Charles' eight-year-old cousin, Joanne, was expected to watch out for him. One time, Charles got in an argument with a larger boy who promptly began beating him up. Joanne rushed to Charles' defense and bit the older boy's finger, scaring him off. Teachers were surprised that a mild-mannered girl like Joanne would get into a playground fight. She explained to teachers that the larger boy was bullying her cousin Charles, so she defended him. But when teachers tried to confirm Joanne's story with Charles, he lied and said that he wasn't involved. Luckily for Joanne, the teachers knew Charles was a habitual liar. They believed her. But the young girl now saw her cousin for what he was, a liar who was always willing to put the blame on anyone but himself. But Joanne became outright afraid of her cousin after an incident that took place when she was 10 and Charles was 7. Her parents needed to go out for the day, and Joanne was expected to babysit Charles and do the housework. Charles not only refused to help Joanne with her chores, he brought a sickle blade he found in the yard into the house and purposely disrupted her own attempt to do housework. When he refused to stop, Joanne kicked Charles outside and locked the screen door. Charles' response was terrifying. He screamed and slashed the door with his blade. The look in his eyes was horrifying. And Joanne was convinced that he planned to cut her with the blade if he got back inside. Even at this early age, Manson was showing signs of just how dangerous he could be. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to pre-order your copy of Cults Inside the World's Most Notorious Groups and Understanding the People Who Join Them at parcast.com slash cults. Available in hardcover and as an audiobook. Visit parcast.com slash cults to pre-order today. 